Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, everybody? We got a birthday in the house. Happy birthday, huh. Krista Redpath, Thank on the you. show with us. Decided to come celebrate her birthday by doing a live talk radio show with us. So always appreciate it for uh, her swinging by. I'll always remember your birthday, one, because you're a great friend of mine, but also because the same, same birthday as my brother. Oh. So. Happy Brooks? birthday to Brooks. Uh, I think he said he was going to take the afternoon off, go hiking up in the mountains with his family. So hopefully that's going well. And I guess you don't have to worry for bears in February. So uh, good to go. But happy birthday. Thanks for being here. No taking off the afternoon for me. <laughs> no. But no, hey, okay. Brooks is doing it for both of us. <laughs> that's right. Well, we got the stretch run of Big Sky Conference basketball. So that's why Chris is in studio. We'll get it kicked off here. Uh, hour number one around the Big Sky and women's hoops. This will be our last one, uh, I guess, sort of of the regular season. Because next week we'll be recapping the last weekend of the regular season and into the Big Sky Tournament in Boise. And then in Boise, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do for our schedule. But we're actually probably going to have hits from around the Big Sky Women's Hoops daily, uh, Monday through Wednesday at least, of the Big Sky Tournament uh, as the uh, league title race reaches uh, crescendo. So it should be fun. Uh, really fun time of year. So we'll do that throughout hour number one. Hour number two, we got a, a bunch of fun interviews coming up for you on the football front. Montana State has several different coaches in new roles, and uh, Brent Vegan, through the sports information uh, people there at Montana State, he said, hey, these guys have, have been in the program now for a little while. These guys, let's let's have them do some media. So that's fun, and we'll, of course, always take interviews when they're offered up to us. So um, today, Bobby Daly, the new defensive coordinator for Montana State, he'll join us live. Tomorrow, Tyler Walker, the new offensive coordinator for Montana State, will join us at 5 o'clock. And then next week, we'll also hear from Chucky Keaton, who's a new quarterbacks coach there at MSU, as well as Jody Owens, who's a 
all-time great Hall of Fame linebacker there at Montana State. Has then coached at MSU in a couple different capacities. He's been gone for a little while. Now he's back as the safeties coach. So we'll hear from uh, J.O. probably sometime uh, next week as well. And uh, then, of course, it's that time of year, so uh, let's speculate rampantly and dog on a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks. We will do that in uh, about 530, our NFL segment. Uh, a bunch of guys that are available in free agency, a bunch of guys that might be usurped or replaced in free agency. There's just a whole bunch of really okay quarterbacks right now in the, in the NFL. Who's going to do what? What should teams like the Raiders, the Patriots, uh, the Washington Commanders, like all these teams that are sort of stuck in neutral, what should they do? And it'll be an ultimate litmus test for me because the master of the mediocrity is the one and only Kirk Cousins. He's the best free agent quarterback available. Would we take him over guys like Mac Jones, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo? There's a whole bunch of situations in the NFL that are fascinating. So we will hash all that out uh, in hour number two. Uh, as well. It's Noah's Now. You're listening on 1029 ESPN Radio, watching on SWX Montana Television. And uh, if you're streaming on the ESPN MT app, we appreciate you for doing so. You can also always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live and you'll find the stream. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406 888 1029. That's 888-1029. We got free wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill at hour number two. We also will do our Big Sky and Boise giveaway as well. We've compiled all the names. We're actually going to do a drawing in between hour number one and hour number two. If you win, we'll contact you directly. And we'll, we'll give a congrats to the winner on the, the other side in hour number two. I always just hesitate to like put everybody's like full name and number and all that stuff out there. No, we just we'll say congrats to whoever the the winner is, and that we'll if you win though, you'll hear from us. So we're sending uh, somebody to a Big Sky tournament in Boise. Got a couple tickets, couple nights in a hotel, and it should be fun. So they can take in all the action uh, with us. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week, presented by Farm 406, the farmers uh, the farmers market of green products, where you can find the best products uh, in Montana. They're located here uh, in Missoula, locally owned and operated, and uh, fun spot. We'll tell you all about them throughout uh, the course of this show. So you were saying right before we went on the air, you're packing up the car. You guys are headed over to the Mining City. Hellgate going to Divisionals. Uh, Crystal's older son on the Hellgate Boys basketball team. Uh, this should be a fun divisional. So what do you think of just uh, going to, to the Mining City? It's always a precarious place to go for uh, well, well, basketball. Well, it is. Now, the Hellgate Knights won the state championship there last year. So Indeed. that's a pretty good spot for them it in is. the Civic Center. But getting the 9.30 a.m. game, you know, they have both the girls and the boys tournament. That's a tough one right out of the shoot. No so doubt. we're the first game tomorrow. We're going to send the kids off tonight with a good dinner and get them on the bus. So... Um, I, I look at it. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough road. You got to win two out of three to go to state. For sure. Uh, we got to take care of business against Kalispell, but then just the four or five is tricky that we could play because totally. it's Capital and Glacier. Both good. And both have been better down the stretch lately as well. Well, our only two losses overtime against West, and then we went up to Glacier, <laughs> right. kind of laid an egg up there, but we beat them by twenty here. Sure. So hopefully, but Capital's also another scary team that you know we only beat by four or five points. In the regular season in both locations, got stranded over in Helena during that crazy right. snowstorm and had to overnight. Um, but I think it's going to just be a great tournament, Coulter. Uh, it should be fun. The Western Divisionals, Double uh, A Western Divisional, starts in Butte tomorrow. As Crystal mentioned, the Hellgate Knights, the top seed, they take on Kalispell Flathead in the opening game. Uh, Butte plays Big Sky 
as well in the uh, 2-7 game. And then, as she mentioned, uh, the Capitol Glacier game. I'm also interested in, the, in Helena High because Helena High was supposed to be one of the teams to beat in the West and in the state. Bunch of injuries early, but they've been coming on late. They're very talented. I, I just think this would be a really good tournament because I think Butte's playing really well right now. Glacier's played really well the last month. There's a lot of good teams in the West. Hopefully. We'll see. Yes. It uh, should be fun. And uh, certainly, Hellgate as the top seed, uh, the favorites. You never know what could happen. But uh, that would be a pretty fun divisional championship game as a sort of a, a state tournament uh, appetizer if you got a little Hellgate versus Butte because... You know the people in Butte are going to show up. I mean, the Civic Center is a great place, iconic venue uh, in the state of Montana. Matt Lemke, the head coach of Butte High, he joined us yesterday on the show. You can find that interview on the Nuanas Now podcast. But he said, hey, we, we kind of consider the Civic Center our second home. We've been there uh, six times this year. I never forget playing in the Civic Center when I was a kid because there's just a sea of purple, man. Butte people just love their high school sports, and it's always fun uh, to go to Butte. So it would be a great experience for Hellgate and all the other teams uh, in the Western AA, both boys uh, and girls. I, I put this on here just to troll you, but I, I had to just because... I, I knew it was trolling. We're talking about Kirk Cousins all the time. We're talking about him because, well, first of all, I, I stand by my, my repeated uh, take that I just think that what Kirk Cousins was in Minnesota, the amount of money they were paying him, it was just one of the worst quarterback situations in the NFL. Not because he's one of the worst quarterbacks. He's not. He's a good quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback when you're paying him the most guaranteed money in NFL history. It's tough. He play, he won just one playoff game in six years. That's right. Just one playoff okay, game, that's right? It. Just one. This one, right. And that's my issue is like Kirk Cousins could get you in the playoffs. Are you going to do anything in the playoffs? No. Might be a systematic issue. The Vikings are very good at making the playoffs. They're not any good at winning in the playoffs. That's kind of how it goes if you're a Vikings fan. I want to ask you, though. Brock Purdy, uh, of course, a lightning rod. He's going to continue to be talked about throughout the whole offseason. He's in a contract year. What if the 49ers made a run at Kirk Cousins? What would you think of that? Well, you knew that was going to trigger me. As soon as you put that, you knew. Um, you know, Shanahan was the OC at Washington when Cousins was there for two years. Um, he liked him in the 2018 free agency. No doubt. He liked him then. Um, he makes statements in the media that lead people to believe, but I, I am committed to Brock, and again, it's still a little soon, Coulter, for me to be talking about the Niners. I told you I was going to move on to the NBA. <laughs> I know. Um, but we definitely have some salary cap and management roster issues that we've got to figure out, and there's one that I think it could be a little controversial in the air that we could briefly talk about is Debo Samuel. For sure. What do you, and, I mean, what do, you do with Debo? He's a, he's a one-of-a-kind player. He's an essential player to the 49ers. He's also been really hurt uh, often throughout right. his career. Well, we know Garoppolo was not a precise passer. Sure. But let's talk about Brock for a minute. He is. So we don't necessarily, I don't know if we need a Debo that can double as a running back. Sure. I'm not sure about some of that. So you look at, we need Ayuk. Well, that's the thing. So we got to figure out how to keep him. Brandon Ayuk had the breakout year of maybe any receiver in the NFL this last year. Outstanding season. He's younger. He's, he's more athletic. Conventionalism says he probably has more gas in the tank. I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, I guess the the good news for the 49ers is they have a lot to to pick from. I mean, well, we do have eleven draft picks, and we're if you're talking about the draft, yeah, you know, yes, we have an they, extra they pick have... in the third, fourth, fifth, and yep. seventh. Um, but another one I got we got to look at is like Trent Williams. I mean, there's some these are trigger these could trigger people that are listening for sure that are 49er fans. But there's just a lot of questions that we have to figure out here, and that's it's they're big questions. No doubt. Around the big women's hoops. Let's talk some hoops then. Uh, with Chris Redpath in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. Presented this week by Farm 406. 
The Farm 406 team brings to Montana Green Scene a passion for creating remarkable experiences as they've done in their restaurants. Owners John and Colleen Powers, who are lifelong Montanans, continue to use sustainable, quality, local ingredients to provide a clean and safe and memorable green-lifted experience. At Farm 406, they offer an amazing selection of green products for you to get the more the most out of your life. In the 406, uh, there's an underlying belief in the balance between passion and caution. Living where the mountains meet the big sky, the 406 is balanced and real. Visit farm406.com to learn more. Uh, the, we're coming down to it. I can't wait to talk about this game that's happening uh, in Missoula on Thursday night. That'll be a, certainly a centerpiece of this show because, uh, first of all, we are broadcasting from Missoula, Montana, but the game perhaps of the year so far in the conference schedule on the men's or women's side will take place uh, here in Missoula with Eastern Washington coming to town. Before we get to that, though, will give you a Big Sky scoreboard and to some other brief thoughts on the league. Last Thursday, Northern Colorado uh, all over Idaho, 57-38. That was their third straight win for UNC. Eastern Blast NAU in a um, much-anticipated showdown of first-place teams in which Eastern just absolutely owned the day. Portland State gets a big upset over Montana State, 60-55. And then Montana tried every possible way they could to lose this game against Sac State, and then they they figured out a way to dominate for 40 seconds. <laughs> and, and, and that's they, what winners do, Coulter. That's, that's what winners do, and then they won. I mean, Pete Ackleston is a guy who used to work down at the university. He, he hit me up on Twitter. He's like, I want to know the, the shortest amount of time in the lead for a win in Lady Grizz history because they were ahead in that game for seven Tenths of a second. That was it. <laughs> but guess what? They won by one point, uh, 58-57. So what does that mean for the Lady Grizz? We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, your Saturday slate, good effort by Northern Colorado in Cheney, but Eastern gets the weekend sweep, and it's a big one for the Eagles to stay in first place. Uh, they beat Northern Colorado 68-63. Montana State beat Sac State 55-51, so a nice bounce back for the Bobcats after stubbing their toe in Portland. Idaho State, uh, no problem with Weber State 72-57. That's a, a refreshing win for your ISU as well. Uh, they've been struggling a little bit uh, here down the stretch. NAU gets back on the right side. They beat Idaho uh, 60-55. And then Montana completes the weekend sweep. They hit 12 three-pointers, and they beat Portland State 76-65. The Eastern NAU game was interesting. I mean, Northern, uh, Northern Arizona came in and, and sort of laid an egg. I mean, Eastern was just so good defensively in that game. If you held that Northern Arizona team to 30% shooting, I mean, that's pretty impressive. That, that's very impressive. Actually, it was lower than that, Colter. It was yeah. 20% for the 20%. game. 20%. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a really interesting game. And I look at NAU and what Coach Payne said after the game. She was, she said free throws win games. And we were 10 of 17 from the free throw line. Totally uncharacteristic. It, it is uncharacteristic. And the physicality piece of Eastern Washington just being able to do lockdown defense and take NAU out of any any type of rhythm. And that was her entire game plan, Jody Gleason, who also celebrated her 50th win in that game for Eastern Washington. But really good scout. And I have to say that you look at the first half and Eastern Washington kind of took care of business and really laid it against laid it down against NAU, but they responded and you got the Moran sisters that are playing pretty good. And now you have Grace Beasley that's getting more minutes and she's in the mix. Um, but NAU, you know, Leah Beattie, Sophie Glancy, all of those pieces will be key for NAU. But Eastern Washington was able to shut down Glancy. And I think that also was no a contributor in that game, just taking away that inside presence. Eastern has been getting it done on on both ends. I mean, they're one of the best offensive teams in the league. They are the best defensive team in the league. 
And that's how you become the first place team in the league. I just I've talked about this throughout this show, but I can't tell you how impressed I am with Jody Gleason the do, the job she's done. I mean, Wendy Schuler was a good coach, and, and she left a high standard there at Eastern Washington. But if Eastern can finish the deal this season and, and get a championship of, of some sort, it's the greatest season in Eastern Washington history. They already have a school record for wins. I mean, if they win the Big Sky uh, outright championship in the regular season, that'd be their second ever. I mean, this is already one of the great seasons in their program's history. We talk a lot about which teams have the most talent, and Montana's certainly been at the top of that list, but I would put Eastern Washington right up there. Yep. And there's so many players that we can talk about. I mean, obviously, I think Jamie Loetta has to be the front runner for Big Sky Conference MVP. If no they're doubt. able to finish out and win the league, I'm a firm believer that that MVP should come off of the regular season team. I agree. Um, but there's a lot of questions. you got to get through the Montana teams. And these are two big, big um, road games for Eastern. And you'll find out what teams are made of after this weekend in terms of where everyone's going to fall. Farm 406, the farmer's market of green products throughout western Montana and the state of Montana, where you can find the best brands produced in the Treasure State. You can visit farm406.com to learn more. Awesome website, by the way. Really easy to navigate. Uh, All sorts of information on there. So go check out farm 406 uh, .com. You wanted to highlight some of the best uh, players in the league and, and who are the most important players on their teams, and that was the exact first one that I, I referenced was Jamie Loetta uh, at Eastern Washington. That's what makes them so tough, though. I do think it's it's the combination of the depth on their roster, the role definition that they have within those talented players, and uh, they just have – I mean, when you have – two of the best guards in the league, and they both can play with each other on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the court, like Jamie Loetta and Aliyah Alexander can, it's a pretty good starting point. Well, Jamie Loetta was Defensive Player of the Year last year, and I think everyone had big expectations for her. She has an excellent supporting cast, but she is the instigator. She makes things happen. She makes her teammates better, and you can see that when you look around at the rest of the players on this roster. And, I mean, I look at the play of, like, Jaleesa Lawrence, um, Millie Knowles, who's not getting a lot of um, high stats, but she's been an unsung hero. And I have to say that a Jamie Loetta makes her better. Yep. And so when I look at her and Ali Alexander, I do think they're two of the premier players in the league. Um, they play on both sides. They're able to, um, their game is multidimensional. When I look at their guard play, they're able to take it to the rim. They, they're both good shooters. Yep. They rebound. They do all the fundamentals right. And that's why I would put those two players right at the top. No doubt. I mean, when you have two true first-team all-conference players. Two. Definite. Like, those definite. are two that definitely have to be first-team. I mean, it's, it, it, that's amazing, right? You talk about debating this sort of stuff. Like, the first two young ladies you would name in the Big Sky Conference are, are, are on the same team. So, uh, that's a good place to start if you're Jody Gleason and the Eastern Washington Eagles. And they used an interesting one, just the players that have had the most impact for them because they are very deep. They have a ton of weapons. Sophie Glancy has to be on that list in terms of importance, but they also have a whole bunch of other gals that could that rise up. Well, she could be a front runner as well for the Big no State Conference MVP. She's had that type of year as a sophomore. I think she's also a surefire first-team all-league player at this point. I do. I definitely think that. Um, I look at NAU, and what a credit to Coach Payne because they're, they're this team, Coulter, an enigma almost, where they have lots of players that can do many things, mm-hmm. and they might not show up on the stat sheets. Or you look at Aaliyah Beattie, 
is she first team all conference? Well, she's a heck of a shooter. Let me tell you, she's she's close. Right. Um, but you got Rodabaugh, you got the Moran sisters. That's a credit to your team. It totally when you have is. that many offensive weapons that totally. can step up at different times. And I, you know, I I really look at their squad and think that they could very much be there. They were there last year. Um, Coach Payne knows what she has to do to progress through Boise. Um, they have home games here this weekend, so it's really nice for them. They got Idaho State and Weber State at home before they have to go on the road for UNC on Monday night. So this three-game stretch is, is tough, but they certainly don't have as difficult of a path as Eastern Washington it's true. when you look at this weekend. And Montana's just hanging around in third. So you look at that, and they could make a push here if they're able to knock off Eastern. I digress. No, no doubt. We'll get to that matchup here in just a little while. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops presented by Farm 406. Sometimes you are sort of a victim of your own depth, too, when it comes to the postseason stuff. I think the coaches would all tell you we'd rather have banners than postseason awards. But it is a little bit interesting. We were having that discussion down at Grizz Men's practice earlier today. It, the Grizz men are sitting here right now in second place. They have a first-place matchup with Eastern Washington in Cheney Thursday night. Big game. If the Grizz were to win that game and then you know sweep the rest of the regular season, they could feasibly share and or outright win if they got help the conference championship. Well, then we were talking, would the Grizz have any first-team All-League guys, right? They have like four guys that are going to be second or third team for sure. On Moody, Deshaun Thomas, and Brandon Whitney all have to be in consideration, but would they actually have a first-team guy? It's fascinating well, to think about. Well, right, and when you look at individual stats, I mean, you take those players out of the mix – Montana's not second. No, that's right. And our Lady Grizz are not third, or NAU's not two, Eastern's not one. I'm just saying that those players collectively come up with, um, you know, the stats to make their teams better, but do they add up to being first-team all-conference? Well, and that's the thing, too, is I think sometimes that people have a hard time with this because the number one statistic we look at is scoring. Scoring's good. Putting the ball in the basket is the point of the game, so I'm not trying to say it's, it's a pointless stat. It's a very important stat. But, I mean, Esmeralda Morales is leading the league in scoring. She's a very good player. They're in last place. Portland State's in last place. Every team is going to score somewhere between 60 and 80 points. There's only one basketball. So a lot of times, like for the Grizz men, for example, they have five guys that can all score 15 points in a game. So none of them are going to average 20 points per game. So a lot of times the stats are skewed. I think Northern Arizona's going through that. They have a whole bunch of gals that can score. So no one's averaging a whopping number of points because sometimes Glancy has 30 and sometimes she has 10. It's It's an interesting dynamic. Uh, to the Lady Grizz, then. This is another one that's uh, interesting because they have so many players that are important. I think the number one most important player for Montana is Danny Barch, though, because I think she just does the most things to impact a game. Well, I think she's a first-team. I agree. A first-team player. But I'm going to tell you something, Coulter. I think Gina Markson's play has elevated this Montana no team. Doubt. And you you don't want to look at someone's injury. You know, MJ Bruno's struggling with some back injuries, and so they insert Gina Markson into the starting lineup. And to me, a better role for MJ Bruno is to come off the bench because no she gives you that hustle play. She hits the three. She hits the free throw to win the game. She does things like that. But Gina Markson is cool and collected, and I keep what using that reference for her because she just is a pure player. And she's really stepped into Coach Holsinger's system. And to me, she shows a lot of poise. And her last three or four games have been the reason why Montana has had these wins. It's unlocked so much, so many different things for Montana because now they can basically run like, sometimes they can run this two-point guard lineup where Matt Koning can be the point guard or Gina Marks can be the point guard. Because Markson's shooting it so well right now, it makes it so that when she's playing off the ball, that's fine. Then when she's playing on the ball, now you can get some ISO situations 
out on the wing with Matt Coning, which is actually what she does best. She's a you know she's a high usage player. She needs the ball in her hands, run some pick and rolls, get her in the paint. It's just it's fascinating to watch those two coexist, but it's unlocked a bunch for the Lady Grizz. 15, 13, 14, and 17 are the points that Gina Markson's had in the last four games. And that has been since the win at Montana State, she has just taken this team and gone like that, gone up in the upward trajectory. I do want to give a nod to Carmen G. Feller, though. Huge three. I mean, without no the three that she nails. Sac State with Sac about State. 14 seconds left to tie the game. That, that's just a huge shot. Huge and so shot. Carmen G. She's, Feller she's has, missed a couple before that in huge situations, too. That's a huge confidence boost for her and the team. And see, consistently, if they need a basket, and each even Coach Holsinger said this to me, if we need a basket, we'll, we'll go to Carmen. And so she's been that player that maybe isn't having the statistical year of a Danny Barch, or she hasn't necessarily been the X factor for this Lady Grizz team, but she's found a role. No doubt. And, and because of her consistency and her scoring ability, I think she's the second most important player for the Lady Grizz because just her being able to function and operate defensively is so big. She doesn't have to do anything spectacular defensively. She just has to stay out of foul trouble. Because if she stays out of foul trouble, she's going to win her matchup on the other end. She just can't lose it on the defensive end. But she's certainly been, in terms of offensively, a model of consistency uh, throughout her time. We'll do a couple more here on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Just highlighting some of the most important players, the impact players for the uh, contenders in Big Sky Women's Hoops. Montana State, for me, this is where I didn't even look at the statistics. I don't even care what her statistics are. To me, the most important player for the Bobcats is Madison Hall, formerly Madison Jackson, because of just the way that she... She's the emotional leader. She's she's the oldest player on the team. She's the, the vocal leader, the emotional leader. She's been their clutch player in big situations. She's a, I think she's the, the head of the snake defensively. And and then you have a whole bunch of other young ladies that sort of fall in the line there at MSU. But for, for me, Madison Hall is the number one most impactful player for the Bobcats. Well, that's great, Coulter. I think she's a really good player. I think Montana State has ha- has taken their lumps this year. And it yeah. has been tough for them. And From an has, injury perspective, for sure. It has not been easy for Natalie Picton to step in and run this club. And no doubt. I think Malia Egan's playing great. For I'm sure. just such a huge fan of this Colster player. I mean, she's, do- she's doing great. She's doing well. Um but I, I can see where you, you know, Madison Hall does give you that little bit of offense when you need. I mean, she's averaging over double figures. She's yep. been consistently a part of championship teams for Montana State. She's definitely a leader in that category. Mara Dykstra, to me, and Caitlin Lamardo, though. Caitlin Lamardo's yep. game, to me, the lid has just come off for her. Leading scorer for Montana State. She gets it done on the defensive end. To me, that those two players are really key for the Bobcats. And Mara Dykstra leading the team in assists. So she's also a, she's a prolific passer. Um, but Kayla Lamardo, to me, her play is going to be critical down the stretch and in Boise. Northern Colorado uh, has had sort of this boomerang season. Great start, bad middle, now good lately. And uh, they they lost Saturday, but they took you through Washington down the wire. I mean, they were down 18 in the first half. They came all the way back, and they made it a one-possession game in the last couple of minutes. So Eastern had to close it out. Majority Gleason was certainly uh, very complimentary of Northern Colorado in her post game. Uh, after that uh, EWU win and UNC loss. It's fascinating to me to analyze this team, too, because they also have all sorts of different options. They're so young. Statistically, Delaney Byrne is the most impactful player on their squad, but Hannah Simital is the sort of the centerpiece. She's been the one that's been the consistent factor there. But then they have all sorts of other gals that have had big nights and even big stretches for a week or two at a time. 
Well, and Anaya Hall is one of those. She's She's been a player that's stepped up for them. But Delaney Byrne, I mean, she's number six in scoring Coulter at 13 and a half points a game. And she's also right up there in rebounding at number three. So she's been consistent. But I agree with you, the inconsistency of this team being able to put together four quarters of basketball with a Delaney Byrne and a Hannah Simital, those are two seniors. So to me, they're going to have to find their way, and maybe they'll put it together in Boise. That's the one thing that's great about this tournament. It starts over. That's right. So, I mean, we kind of put together our mock bracket um, just to see where teams would lie, and um, UNC would be a number five seed if we stopped right now and they play Montana State. Okay, so they'd end up with the bye, and that's a good matchup for them. It's a good matchup. It would be a rubber match as well because Northern Colorado won in Greeley, Montana State won uh, in Bozeman. Uh, that would be a, that would be an interesting matchup. Uh, two, two defensive teams. I was gonna say two yeah. teams that love to win with their defense. Bet the under if you're betting on that one uh, for sure. It's around the big sky women's hoops. Krista Redpath, the birthday girl, in studio with us here uh, on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's probably presented by Farm 406. Visit farm406.com to learn more. They are the farmers market of green products where you can find the best brands produced in the state of Montana. We'll keep on talking, Big Sky Hoops, of course, and uh, we'll give you some of the best storylines in the league, including the big game in Missoula tomorrow. Keep it right here. It's going on as now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Could have been the show name. Maybe we'll do another rebrand soon. No, that sounds like way too much of a headache. Welcome back. Nuana's now, for now and for a long time. Appreciate you for tuning in here uh, on ESPN Radio. A little incubus for you. It's a wish you were here. We almost named the, the show that. That was when I was feeling lonely and it was COVID and there was nobody allowed in my studio. So we were going to call it Wish You Were Here because I wished everybody could come in studio. Well, now they can. And then we have one of our favorites in studio with me right now, Chris Redpath, uh, our women's basketball analyst and the uh, birthday girl that's around the big sky in uh, women's hoops with Chris, our fourth season of doing this. Our Big Sky Boise giveaway commenced. It's today. We did it. We're doing it. We're going to draw right between, uh, right at the top of the hour. We'll contact you. But thanks so much to our friends at the Big Sky Conference uh, for hooking us up with passes to the Big Sky Women's Basketball Tournament, as well as a couple nights in a hotel there in Boise, Idaho. And also thanks to all you guys for entering. A lot of great entries across all the different platforms. 
we always give you the opportunity to submit on every platform. Usually it's you guys hit the text line pretty good and you hit the Twitter pretty good. We got it, it, Facebook, we got Instagram, so good job. Everybody's using all the socials. Appreciate uh, all the uh, all the engagements. And also got to say thanks to our great friends at Vertical Rays as well. The Vertical Rays coaching clinic coming up. It's going down uh, this weekend in Post Falls. So last minute, uh, people that want to attend, visit verticalrays.com. And they have their contact information on there. But the great resources, tons of great contributors, speakers, coaches that will teach clinics there at the overall coaching clinic. So I uh, appreciate our continued partnership with Vertical Rays as well. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this week is presented by Farm 406. Farm 406 is a Missoula-based company and a leader in specialized research-driven purification and isolation. The Farm 406 uh, offers an amazing selection of green products for you uh, for you to get more out of life. They're introducing something new. This is cool. Mobius, which is a green beverage with a gentle onset and an uplifting effect offered in eight tantalizing flavors, including uh, their latest staff pick, the huckleberry flavor. So they're using Montana huckleberries uh, to make this uplifting uh, proprietary beverage. So pretty cool. Uh, Farm 406 in-house produced Mobius beverages uses proprietary manufacturing process delivering the purest, best-tasting, gluten-free, and vegan beverage you're going to find on the market. Visit Farm406MT or Discover Mobius MT on Instagram. That's right. They have their own Instagram page for this beverage uh, to learn why Mobius was honored at the 2024 Canna Tour. Owned by business leaders, John and Colleen Powers. I know you know these guys really well. Oh, they're fantastic leaders. And, um, you know, started the Ranch Club, which is incredible. One of my favorite courses in town. It is just beautiful, isn't it? And that is their vision. And they did such a great job with that. But Rumor Restaurant as well. And they've just, business leaders, Colleen is very involved um, with the insurance industry. And um, John just entrepreneurial. And so these are two people that are really invested and embedded in the Missoula community, just doing really good things for a lot of organizations and so excited for Farm 406, um, just doing really good things. Farm 406 helps you get more out of your life with a better green experience. You can visit Farm 406 MT or discover Mobius MT on Instagram to learn more. Biggest stories from around the league this week. Number one, we got one of the biggest games that the Lady Grizz have been had the pleasure of hosting in quite some time. I'm not going to say definitively since uh, in the post-Robin Selvig era, but certainly one of the big games since Coach Selvig stepped away, especially when you consider it's late in the season. You have a first-place Eastern Washington team coming to town. For Eastern Washington, here's what's on the line. For Eastern Washington, they're already in the midst of one of the great seasons in their program's history. They already have 23 overall wins. They're in first place. They are closing in on their second Big Sky Conference title ever and their first since 2010. And how fitting for them they could take one step closer to hanging a banner if they get it done in Missoula. On the Lady Grizz side of things, they're a win away from a 20-win season. That'd be the first 20-win season since Coach Selvig retired. A win would also draw them within one game of first place with two games to play. So they would remain alive in the Big Sky title race as well. And... Uh, and, of course, there's the whole protecting home court. Eastern's been one of the only teams that's come in here and win recently, and they laid it on the Lady Grizz last time they were around town. So uh, it's a huge game on both sides. Lots of narratives coming out of this one. Well, and Montana's really taking care of business in, in conference play. I mean, they just have four losses. So when you look at where they lost, after Montana State, they went on a four-game winning streak. Yep. Then they have the game that they all want to forget, the NAU game. 
actually here in Missoula. That yep. was not great for them. Um, but also looking at uh, that loss at Eastern Washington. So we do need to talk about that. They did play them, you know, down in, 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 Cheney. in Cheney. And they played them to five. Uh, Big time missed <laughs> opportunities down the stretch, too. Like, I don't know if you want to bring up the missed opportunities if you're Brian Holsinger, but if you do, I think you tell your team, hey, we were down one. We missed a couple free throws. We missed a shot that would have tied the game. I mean, they had multiple times where they could have either tied it or taken the lead in that game. And said Eastern was just able to salt it away. Well, and they were down 10 at half. So yep. you have to give the Lady Grizz credit for coming back in the second half. But they really came up empty-handed on those three key possessions at the end of the game. So you're absolutely right. The missed three-pointer, the missed free throw, things like that start to come into play. Especially against a team like Eastern. That's not going to give you much. You have to convert. You have to um, make baskets when it counts when you're playing a team like Eastern. So I think there's a lot of things they need to look at. They're an evenly matched team in terms of the boards. They finished even yep. last time they played. And so that's going to be key also, Coulter, for this game is who's going to dominate the glass. That's exactly right. I, I, that's what I'm looking at. The two main factors I'm looking at is the backcourt matchup, because as we highlighted in segment number one, Jamie Loetta and Aliyah Alexander are, are probably the two best guards in the league, and they happen to play in the same backcourt, making them absolutely the best backcourt in the conference. But Montana has seen so much progress since this emergence of this sort of new backcourt combo, Gina Marks and Matt Cody. They were spilling each other for a while. Now they're playing alongside each other. How do they fare in that sort of two-on-two? And then also, can Eastern keep Danny Barch off the glass? Because that's sort of thing, a place I think Montana really has an advantage. Eastern's a good rebounding team. Danny Barch can be a game record with her ability to rebound on both sides. Well, that's, that is definitely uh, the truth right there. Um, I think Montana also... Um, when they have timely turnovers. So it's going to be who yeah. can take care of the basketball. I mean, Montana, when they played Portland State, only had eight turnovers, but they've also had games where they've had 13, 14, 16, and they come at timely you know, mishaps during the game. And so I think that's going to be key for both of these teams. Who takes care of the basketball? Who dominates the glass? Who can score when it counts? Northern Arizona, they got knocked off the pace with their loss to Sac State two weeks ago. But then they rallied and they've won since then. So, if you're in a U, now you're a game back of Eastern with three to play. You have Idaho State and Weber State, a couple bottom half of the league teams, coming to your house. Northern Arizona absolutely should sleep this weekend on paper. But you have to sweep this weekend on paper if you want to stay alive in the Big Sky title race. Well, and one great thing about NAU is they have this loss against Eastern Washington, and it was tough. It was 67-42. Yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty big shellacking. Yep. Um, but they bounced back and had a great win against a solid Idaho team. So that's what you got to look at, Coulter. What's the resolve? How do they bounce back after they have a loss? Do they let it just pull them apart? And that's not the truth. I mean, Sophie Glancy came out, had 11 points. Naya Moran had a great game against great Idaho. Game. Um, I also look at Grace Beasley. She's coming off the bench, and she's in double figures for that game. And that's a really good sign for NAU when you start looking at that. How are you going to respond? You mentioned the Lady Grizz, a win's a win, is a win, is a win. To me, I totally agree with that because they played, they played abysmally against Sacramento State for most of the game on Thursday. But then they figured out a way to win. If... if the last 40 seconds of that game go differently, it completely alters the entire narrative of your season. Because now you're talking about you just had this breakthrough win over Montana State. You had your most thorough effort of the year, and then you, you fall on your face. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about a letdown, a Bobcat hangover, all these things. You don't have to talk about that. If you finish the deal, they finished the deal. So even though it was ugly, 
Like, like I was talking to one of the people on the coaching staff. He said, yeah, it's a game that's never going to be spoken about again. We got out of there with a win. We got to go capitalize. And uh, they all count the same at the end of the year. Well, I will say this. Sac State has five wins this year, and four of them are came in February. Yeah, right. They're four and four in February. So yeah. obviously, some, Aaron Koloff's doing something right down there. Because I look at Summer Hansen. I mean, she had 21 points, 11 boards against the Lady. Oh, she's emerged she, as one of the great players in the league. She has the most double doubles in the league. I was going to say, I, she's, I think, I believe she's the only player in the conference that's in the top five in the league in scoring and rebounding. I mean, they had really, they had a great win over Portland State. Idaho State, Weber State, but then they go and they beat NAU right. at NAU Drilled on their them. home floor. It wasn't even a close game. Yeah, and I mean, and Lori Payne was given all the credit to Sac State after the game. Hey, we we did not come out and play the way we should have. So I want to. I kind of am backpedaling a little bit to Sac State. Kind of brought it against Montana. Yeah, every team seems to bring it against. That's true. The top league teams, and so I think the way Montana responded to me. You find a way to win. If you're going to be a winning team, you got to find a way. And that's what the Lady Grizz did. More storylines from around the big sky. Quickly, Montana State. To me, this team, because they've lost so many players for either portions or the duration of the season to injuries, they've had to pull multiple red shirts. They're playing, not, I mean, they're playing more freshmen than almost anybody in the conference. To be alone and forth with all that adversity is really impressive. To me, I think this team can make noise at the tournament. I think it just all comes down to having positive momentum when you go there. I just think they have to they just have to go two and one this last regular season weekend. And then wherever it, you, you get to in the tournament, the, the chips will fall where they may. Well, and I don't think this is the most comfortable style of play for Coach Benford. She alluded to the fact that she loves coaching this team, and they've been great. But she is playing her starters a lot of minutes, over 30 minutes. Big time. And that's not her style. She likes to bring fresh legs in there defensively. Um, and that's just – and she's forced to play some of these players just a few more minutes. You've got an Izzy Bunyan, uh, Izzy Bunyan that's coming off the bench as a freshman and giving you some minutes. But for the most part, Coulter, she's stuck with her her starters yes. when it counts. It, it, and I mean, that's what happens. You can only play some of the freshmen for, uh, you know, uh, limited amounts of minutes as they get their feet wet in Big State Conference play. They finally Northern Colorado. Uh, they lost five of six, but then they won three in a row and they looked good on Saturday, even though they lost Eastern Washington. So maybe they have some upward trajectory. They also have a play, uh, opportunity to solidify their position in the top half of the league with Idaho State and Weber State uh, coming to town. So I just think Northern Colorado's been... Uh, Good lately, and that's what you want to see when the tournament's on the horizon. Well, I think if you're Coach Kristen Matteo, you're trying to find the positive and you're trying to build off of it because you're right. It's the upward trajectory you want to be heading towards Boise. I will say that they have to end with NAU. Right. In the Monday night game. Right. So that's tough. Well, especially if NAU's playing for the conference championship. Uh, exactly. Um, I do like that the, the finishing, I mean, it's hard to have these three games in the last week of play for all of our teams. It is. But they do get a little bit of reprieve. That's why they did this. Someone was asking me this last night, actually. They said, why is everybody playing on Monday? Well, they wanted the Monday game to be equitable. So everybody plays on Monday. So nobody can say, well, we had to play on Monday before the Big Sky Tournament. Everybody gets to say that now. And then you get between five and seven or even eight days off depending on what seeds you might get. Well, in our opening round, we'll, we'll see our, our nine and ten and our seven and eight. And then we'll see. It's just interesting how we see our number one and two the next day. Right. Which is a very interesting game, Coulter, because you're coming, 
you're playing a team that experienced success. That's right. On on the floor. They've already played. They played in the and gym. They 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 won the night before. We saw this with Portland State last year. No doubt. I mean, how comfortable did they get? And then totally. they come in and knock the cats off. So I think it's it's tough on our number one and two seeds. And then you, you know you have your three, four, five, and six that all sit and they really don't play till Monday. Yeah. So those teams are going to get a full seven days off before they play again but it's it, it's interesting you could you could play that so many different ways you could. because then you're one and two if they do win they get that extra day off one of the most unfair draws was when the league had 12 teams when we were first doing this together in Reno the the five seed would get to play the 12 and then they'd get to play the four well the four and the five are probably one you know they're right there they're they're even teams usually and the five would just go destroy the 12 be feeling all loose and free then the four is all tight because they watched the five kill the 12 the day before we saw so many fives beat fours in that second day over and over and over again so I'm, i do glad, I'm, i am glad that they made that part a little bit we more might have equitable. to take we might have to go down memory lane in our oh. next show and talk about some of these tournaments. i'll go down to reno any day of the week boise's great i like boise the reno time was the best time of my life i swear i loved it part of it's because i'm a full degenerate gambler so you give me a blackjack table and some craps tables more than anything though i'm 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 down the rabbit hole now but more than anything i loved reno because it was like an olympic village feel to it everybody was staying at the casinos and everybody stays in the hotels in boise but people just aren't out in the uh, you know out on the floor it was it never failed after a team would get out You'd see some players and coaches down, you know, rolling a little dice or playing a little roulette. You could actually just go have a conversation with them. Some of the most fun I've ever had. I mean, I'll never forget sitting with the Eastern Washington men after they had gotten bounced from the tournament. And they had a bunch of Australian guys. Australian guys love roulette. I don't know why that is, but these guys love roulette. So I'm teaching them how to play roulette. We're, We're BSing. But it was Jesse Hunt's birthday. I never forget this. It was his 22nd birthday. He wore number 24 on a roulette board, 24 in red. Jesse Hunt, he throws all his chips on 24 in red and it hits. I've never seen somebody more excited for a bet in their in their whole lives. I can say this now. I don't hope nobody's getting in trouble, but this was years and years ago and this guy's in his 30s now, so we're fine. But uh, I just loved Reno, so maybe well, we should Reno, go down memory Well, here's lane. the thing. Reno, if you look at Coach Benford, she's in her 19th year. She's the only coach that out of that's still left in the big sky that experienced success winning in 2017. It's interesting. So if we go back, I mean, I love to go back down and look at Peyton Ferris, Riley Norgard. Oh, love those, those teams. Montana State teams. But more than anything, for me personally, calling four games in a day because I called every tournament game oh. in Reno, that was brutal, Coulter. You I mean, remember, I'm calling two a day now, but four? Do you remember the, I think it was either the first or second year of Reno, the second round, the quarterfinals, when all four games either came down to the wire or yes. ended on buzzer beaters or went to overtime? Montana State lost on a half-court buzzer beater. The the Weber State game went to overtime. There was a buzzer beater at the end of regulation and then a buzzer beater in overtime to win against Idaho, right? So, no, do you... Yeah, I was just thinking back to that 2018 yep. when Idaho State was trailing by 25 in that quarter to Weber State. Yes. And they came back and won in overtime. And won. It was crazy. It was like 113 to 110. Yes. Something nuts like that. <laughs> it was totally nuts. We've seen some nuts things happen, uh, especially in Reno, Nevada. Rather than Sky Women's Hoops... Krista Redpath joining us in studio, presented by Farm 406, the farmer's market of green products, where you can find the best brands produced in Montana. Visit farm406.com. We'll take a look at the final weekend of the regular season on the other side. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Juan is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. A little live for you here on Noah's Now. It is uh, Chris Redpath's birthday. She joins us in studio. It's also my brother Brooks's birthday. So happy birthday. It's also Lisa Tinkle's uh, birthday. I knew that, actually. So, I mean, I Lisa kn- McLeod, Great Falls girl. <laughs> I, I mean, are you kidding? I knew that, actually, because my brother grew up with Jocelyn Tinkle. And I remember Lisa always told my brother they shared the same birthday because my brother and Joss were in the same class always growing up. So, uh, big February 28th for birthdays. Happy birthday to everybody. Celebrate a birthday today. Uh, if you're listening to the show today, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. we got a couple minutes left here around the big sky uh, in Women's Hoops. presented by Farm 406, the farmer's market of green products where you can find the best brands produced in Montana, farm406.com. Here's a look at this week's schedule. Thursday, Weber State's at Northern Colorado. Idaho State's at NAU. Idaho is at Montana. Eastern Washington, uh, excuse me, Idaho's at Montana State. Eastern Washington at Montana. And they see the flip of those games, plus Sac State at Portland State. To me, those first three, Krista, with Northern Colorado hosting Weber, NAU hosting Idaho State, and Montana State hosting Idaho, those are absolutely must-wins for the home teams. Well, they are. And I and I also look at the fact that there has not been a year where we've had this close of a race, although last year we ended up with a close race. Right. We had three. We ended up having throw, throw a tri-champion for tri-champion. the first time in league history. Um, and I I don't think that's going to happen this year when I look at, but there's only one or two games separating yeah. so many places here. It just seems like you've got these clear leaders in Eastern NAU, then you got Montana just nipping at their heels, and then there's a whole lot of teams culture right in the middle, like six of them yes. that could end up finishing in any of those places. Obviously, you want the top six. You want to buy. Yeah, no doubt. If you're UNC, you need to, to win these two games uh, over the weekend at home. Uh, so that you can stay in that position. If you're NAU, you got to win these two to stay in the conference title race. If you're Montana State, same narrative as, as Northern Colorado. You got to just stay somewhere around that fourth, fifth spots so you get those buys. But then the game here in Missoula is the one that everybody's going to have their eyes on because this is all the different ramifications conference title, seeding, uh, big prove it game for the Lady Grizz and Eastern Washington. I mean, I, th- I think this is a huge game for both programs. It'll be a big crowd too. Hopefully crowd. everyone will get behind it. I do think the other X factor right now, Coulter, is just injuries. All these teams are pretty banged up. I mean, they've for been sure. playing now. When did they start? September? Yeah. October? October. Um, and they're they're coming down the, the key stretch. And so you just really got to look at, you know, tr- hopefully just not having injuries in some of these key players. Saturday's slate includes Eastern Washington at Montana State. That's a revenge opportunity for Eastern because they only have two conference losses, but one of them was to Montana State in Cheney. Idaho comes to Missoula, which, by the way, we got tickets for you. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We got two tickets for you to the Lady Grizz versus Idaho, 2 p.m. on Saturday. 888-1029. Call us right now. Uh, Idaho State's at Northern Colorado. Weber's at NAU, and then Sac State is at Portland State. And then your Monday slate includes Northern Arizona at Northern Colorado, Montana State at Weber State, Portland State at Idaho, Sac State at Eastern Washington, and Montana uh, at Idaho State. In terms of the league title, that's why this game on th- Thursday, though, is so big time because if the Lady Grizz can win it, it extends the league title race for not just Montana and not just Eastern Washington. It extends it for everybody else as well. If Eastern wins in Missoula on Thursday, it's going to be really hard for NAU or Montana or anybody else to catch the Eagles. Basically, Eastern wins Thursday, they're going to be the champions of the regular season. There's a little bit of a rivalry between Eastern and Montana no State, too. If is. you think about last year, Eastern Washington spoiled Montana State senior night they did by indeed. going into Bozeman and winning. They did indeed. And here we have another senior night with Eastern and Montana State again in, in Bozeman. Um, so, I mean, 
we're not celebrating a lot of seniors for Montana totally. State. What do we have for Montana State for seniors? Well, Madison Hall oh, is a yeah, senior. But she uh, celebrated last year too. Well, didn't totally. She? She, she's definitely so, done. I don't even do seniors. I know, right? Anymore. I mean, Madison Hall, I know, has exhausted her eligibility. I'm hearing though that uh, KJ Lamardo and Taylor Jansen are coming back. And those are the, all the other ones that are listed as seniors at MSU. If you have those opportunities, Coulter, I mean, we've talked a lot man. about this. Why wouldn't you? Man, I don't know. I'm, like, so torn. On one hand, it does sound great to be in college for extra years and spend more time with your friends. On the other hand, I'm so ready to be out of college and be gone when, by the time it was all winded down. I don't know. I, I, I was ready, too. After five years, yeah. I was ready. But then I went and played professional for a year, and I'm like, okay, I'm really done now. So I think sometimes <laughs> you have to just... You maybe push that, but if you have opportunity to get more degrees and continue, um, uh, you know, I I don't know. I think that's just a really interesting scenario, and I'm going to be anxious for all these COVID years to move along. That's exactly right. It's just so hard to to keep track of all of it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll 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 let you know the officially official who's doing senior night, who, what, when, where, why, all that sort of stuff. But it should be a fun weekend. Uh, I know you're going to Butte for the Divisional, so drive safe, but you're also going to race back over here for this Lady Grizz game because you, you need to watch it. I mean, we I all need, need to, to watch it. I need to be there. I need to be able to see the faces, see the energy, and and watch some of these players in, in person. Well, the next time we have it around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, it'll be recapping the title race and what went down. We'll have our seeds, we'll have our tournament projections, and we'll be on our way to Boise. Appreciate Farm 406 for their presen- presentation excuse me, of Rather Big Scad Women's Hoops. The Farm 406 team brings to Montana Green Scene a passion for creating remarkable experiences as they've done in their restaurants. Owners John and Colleen Powers, who are lifelong Montanans, continue to use sustainable quality local ingredients to provide a clean, safe, and memorable green experience. At Farm 406, they offer an amazing selection of green products for you to get more out of life. Visit farm406.com to learn more. They are the farmer's market uh, of the green world here uh, all the way around the state of Montana. Happy birthday again, Krista. Thank you, Coulter. Thank you so much for being here. Bobby Daly, the defensive coordinator at Montana State. First time on the show as the D.C. He's come on in a variety of different angles, but never as the man running the defense for the Bobcats. That'll be our ESPN roundtable on the other side. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 